Social Strategy Podcast, episode 56. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey everyone, this is your host Vernon Ross, and before we get started, I wanted to tell you guys you're in for a treat. I always love it when I get a chance to talk about a platform, a podcasting platform, because there are a lot of challenges with getting started in podcasting. The platform that we're going to be talking about this particular show, and don't worry, we're not turning into a show about podcasting, but we're going to talk about Podbean, and I've got the director of communications of Podbean, and we're going to go really deep into the platform about some of the features and some of the things about it that make it unique from other platforms, including a premium feature where you can charge for your shows and different ways to monetize your shows. So I'm really excited about it. Looking forward to getting into it. And I'll see you guys on the back end. Hey everyone, this is Vernon Ross and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And today, guys, I've got a treat. I don't have the opportunity all the time to do podcasts with people that have a lot of technical knowledge about podcasting. So for me, this is a treat because I'm going to be learning right along with you with something I've been experimenting with. They've got some really interesting features. I'm talking to Shannon Martin. She's from Podbean. And Shannon is really interesting. She's in Shanghai or Hongpu district in Shanghai, China. So this is the first time I've ever had anyone from China on the podcast at all that's actually broadcasting from China. So I feel a little Anthony Bourdain-ish <laughs> being able to talk to somebody because I was just watching one of his episodes, uh, I think, where he was actually there in Shanghai. So Shannon's background is really interesting. She um, She's a social worker, and I, I'm going to get into that in the podcast on how a social worker ended up in Shanghai working for Podbean as the director of communications. So Shannon, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan as well and saw that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Podbean. Yeah, well, Podbean is a podcasting platform, and so we offer hosting and uh, all of the great uh, support that podcasters need. And then we're also doing a lot of exciting things that you and I have talked a bit, but we're um, just launched a crowdfunding, so uh, a program for your patrons to support you, and new app, and um, so moving right along with some, you know, a lot of exciting new technical developments. So we've really been kind of fast-paced with a lot of that over the last year or so, and trying to bring the best things for our uh, customers. Well, cool, cool. So well, before we get into uh, Podbean, I'm pretty sure people want to get to know you a little better. How did you uh, end up in Shanghai? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, a, it is a bit odd of a background, as you said. Um, actually, a number of years ago, my husband and I started doing some travel, kind of rethinking where we wanted to be in life, and mm-hmm. uh, inspired by a lot of those Anthony Bourdain's and all the travel shows and po- travel podcasts that I'm obsessed with. And uh, so it took, I won't get into the whole story, but took some detours, took, uh, he, he took a sabbatical. Anyway, uh, ended up with a corporate opportunity here for my husband. And I'm always up for the adventure. So I uh, came along and I was actually, as you said, my background is social work. And I do some work for a couple of elder care uh, companies in Florida. That's what I was doing 
on location um, for quite a while. I've worked with them for quite a while. Um, but they were kind enough to let me go location independent and continue doing the communications and the educational articles and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then that was just sort of part time. So I, you know, looked for other opportunities and, uh, you know, other ways to use my communication skills. And while I was here, came across Podbean and started a little over a year ago with them. So handling, you know, customer interactions and our social media and those kind of things, which I gained a lot of experience with through my uh, marketing work over the years. Oh, wow. Very cool. So your English teaching background and stuff like that came in handy with, I guess, dealing with being the director of communications. Yeah, it kind of morphed over the years in, with my social work. And when I came to work for this these elder care companies, um, I did some client work, but I mainly went into the marketing space within that. But the marketing for them was a lot of um, you know, educational, the blogging, all of that was kind of happening at once. Um, so I kind of got away from direct client work more into the marketing side of things. And so I, you know, for the past about 15 years, uh, even though I have that academic background, I've really been using it more with, um, you know, communications right. and gaining experience in blogging and social media and doing presentations and that kind of stuff. So that's, so yeah, so I'm kind of location independent at this point, even though I do work with a team that's based here. So we do see each other face to face, but what I do is mainly, you know, behind the laptop. <laughs> so interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it's always, um, the background of people and how they get into what they uh, what they're doing is all, almost always more interesting than what they're currently doing. <laughs> sure. Just, just like how, do, how you got around to it and, and how things ended up. So I ran into you at New Media Expo and I'd run into Podbean before just because, you know, of course, podcasting, you're going to run into any company that offers hosting or anything like that. You're just going to run into it, and it's going to be something, you know, one of the choices that you have to make. When I was first looking at Podbean, I wasn't sure who the company was or what they were, and I found out that they actually have been around for quite a while. Yep, yeah, and that's that's part of why we went to New Media Expo, and we're participating in podcast movement and more of those kind of things, and that's part of my role is, you know, having more of an interface with customers. We've had a great product for a long time, but I think that's kind of an area where we're really looking to improve is, um, you know, people knowing who we are, being transparent in that, and, and that's been something that we've maybe been criticized for, uh, you know, occasionally, like, where are you guys? What's you know, uh, having more of an interaction with, uh, with the community. So we're really trying to do a lot more of that. Right. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting, and I mean, of course, guys, it's not a, it's not a commercial for Podbean, although I'm playing around on the, on the platform. I need to tell you guys about the pricing and everything else. Cause you guys know I'm a fan of Spreaker. Spreaker is a friend of the show. I, upload my shows to Spreaker just like I do other places. I don't have my show hosted there. I actually host on Lipson. So, you know, full transparency there. But you guys are actually very affordable for podcasters, especially a podcaster who doesn't have a big budget, who may not have sponsorship or any type of revenue being generated from their show, because you can start as little as $3 a month. And if you go up to just a few dollars more at $8 a month, you actually get unlimited audio storage. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I guess it was probably 
maybe about a year ago, a little more, we uh, announced unlimited audio and then also unlimited video, which is which is huge. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had a number of people that do an audio and a video podcast that that have their audio somewhere else and have done video with us because that's just kind of hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, that's not that's kind of a loss leader, you know, for us, the video side of things, if people are uploading, you know, a lot. But it, it's not... Um, it's not super heavy, you know, at this point, so we're able to handle it, but we do it because um, we feel like, you know, that's a, it's a great opportunity to, to gain customers in that space and to share some of our other tools and, and build the business. So Right. Now, now with a lot of services, if it's a cheap dollar per month thing, it's, um, you usually don't get all the, the features, but in looking at it, you actually get pretty much all the features that you guys offer, including mapping your own domain and premium podcasts. What's a premium podcast versus a regular podcast? For people that want to have paid content. So they want to have something that's behind, you know, a paywall. Oh, wow. Uh, they can have a premium. Yeah. So they can do, uh, you know, they can either have just certain premium content or kind of, ha- you know, have that on a regular basis. So we have a number of people that do that. Um, that's becoming, you know, a popular model for things like, uh, you know, that are very educational or providing a lot of value and, and they, um, maybe they do some free content and then that's more general. And then they have, you know, digging deeper as a premium. Now, of course, with podcasters like me, I actually host my uh, feed on my own website through, mm-hmm. you know, my server and my host. So at some point in time, as I've been told several times by Rob from Lipson, your podcast is going to go down at some point when you have a, a one show that gets, you know, hammered really hard and gets a lot of downloads. And I've come close a couple times, I think, because my, my site actually went down. There was another server issue, but it scared me because it was a popular podcast. I was getting, you know, thousands of downloads and all of a sudden everything went down. So mm-hmm. hosting with you guys... How would someone go about, and if it's too technical of a question, just let me know, but um, how would someone go about moving from, say, WordPress being self-hosted, hosting your own feed using, you know, like the Blueberry plugin? Do you guys have a plugin that's easy like that, that someone can use with WordPress to migrate over if they wanted to? We haven't been able to do, um, we were actually trying to do a direct like integration with WordPress. Um, So we have, uh, we do have, yeah, we do have where you can um, publish straight to your, you can also have it published straight to WordPress. Um, And as far as migrating goes, we have real simple steps if you're migrating from a different host to us, Mm -hmm. Um, vice versa, if you want to leave, you know, most of our folks do the same thing you're mentioning, have their own site, um, have their own domain best way to be in control, um, obviously, and, and from branding and all those other perspectives. So most folks uh, use that. Um, and then we also, you know, we offer the redirect um, for those that, you know, if they do leave Podbean and, um, you know, want to go to another hosting service. So it's all pretty straightforward. And, um, yeah, there are always technical difficulties, as you said. I right. mean, there are times when things, uh, you know, it's the Internet, but, um you know, that's, that's something we're always working with customers on 24-hour support and trying to address any problems that come up. And, um, yeah, when people are moving over or if they have any questions, again, we also offer that support to, uh, you know, to answer and give them help with uh, how to do any of that. Because a lot of people, you know, have very little technical <laughs> knowledge or experience to get into podcasting. That's part of what kind of makes it so appealing, I think. But you have mm-hmm. to make things really straightforward and, and simple. You know, our whole interface, that was the whole reason it was created, to create something that was um, 
very much like along that WordPress model, you know, something, a blogging tool, it's simple, you know, you don't have to have a lot of technical knowledge to understand how to do it. That certainly helps with things like recording and how to make your quality great. But as far as actually, you know, using the uh, back end, it's something that someone could go in and if you've used a computer before, I think, you know, it would take you five minutes to figure out uh, the basics anyway. So when I look at some of the podcasts that are listed, you know, in your directory, you guys also, I guess, double as a podcast directory like the, uh, you know, some of the other hosts. So you've got your, <laughs> your business sections and everything listed there. From a downloads perspective, what could people expect if they decide to switch to Podbean or also host their shows on Podbean? Yeah, I think, you know, like any platform, I mean, it's really how you promote, you know, we don't, we try to offer tips and those kind of things, but, um, you know, you are going to get some exposure because of the directory. Um, but I, I still don't think from a podcaster perspective, that's necessarily, you know, the platform is necessarily where you get the most, uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to do more with that, but I think what's, what's, slowly changing also with that is that um, our app is relatively new, but hopefully will gain in popularity and that's going to be more exposure um, for people. So I think that certainly helps. Um, But most, you know, typically in podcasting, I think most people, they're promoting various ways, you know, they're found in iTunes. Um, They promote and they do their social media and their marketing and have their, have their niche audience. So, I mean, we don't, that's not the main selling point of going with the platform, I don't think, but I think we're trying to do more with that. And we also do a lot of promotion of our of our podcasters. You know, we have a weekly podcast of the week, which we not only put on the homepage, which is where you know our main viewers go, and we also, but we also promote it on Twitter and Facebook, and it, it gets good attention. So it give it's traditionally, you know, everyone that has you know been featured gets a nice bump mm-hmm. um and and then hopefully they have good enough content that people want to come back <laughs> right <laughs> and right. stick with them you know that that we can't control um but we do that in weekly featured podcasts and then also feature people in categories and um so trying to continue to build that to give people you know to help with that side of it Right. Now, you, you had mentioned that you guys have an app coming out. What's the um, what's the app about? So we have an app. It's actually out now on uh, the iPhone, and then we're working on the Android uh, development right now. And it's it's a player app. Okay. So, yeah, and it just it basically incorporates kind of all the best features of what's out there mm-hmm. and um, and a little a little more. And um, so it's it's gotten some good feedback so far. Um, I mean, there are a lot of ways you can play podcasts, but, um, you know, we're we're we feel like it's a really good app and it's going to you know continue to grow in popularity. And then with our new crowdfunding, which maybe we'll get into a little bit later, but um, there's actually a, you know, right there when someone's doing, you know, listening in that app right there is a, you know, become, become a patron button. So trying to take down the boundaries for people that might want to support a podcast uh, rather than having to say, oh, okay, go to this site and do this later. Um, you know, there's the potential that someone can just click and do it right then and there. Right. Now, how much um, how much control do you have over the podcast app and the look and feel of it? Do you have any or is it more so um, the app is being downloaded and you guys are promoting it in the app store? The individual podcaster would, of course, promote it on their show saying, hey, go download my app. They have a I'm assuming a link so that people can download the app right there on their phones. And then is that how you guys are promoting it? And it's just your app or can the podcaster customize it for themselves? 
They we've had it where where people can have an app for their specific podcast, um, and and we still do have that. But this is a really just a general player app. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's it's just another option. And um, but yeah, it's just a typical um, player app that would you know, be like other, other players out there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's nice. I mean, because it has a lot of the convenience of being able to listen offline, being able to immediately get uh, new episodes and stuff. So a lot of listeners have really enjoyed it. And the, um, podcasters have been happy with it as a, an easier way for people, um, you know, that are people that are their fans. So I think it's, I think it's a benefit to the podcasters and also hopefully to the listeners. So yeah, we encourage people to check it out and then let us know if it's good or bad feedback. We're glad to, we've, we've had some couple technical things that we're working on with it. So, um, we're glad to ha- hear bad feedback too, and <laughs> so we can make it better. Well, that's <laughs> so. interesting. I'll, um, I'm going to download the, uh, the app for my, my iPad mini cause I actually don't have an iPhone. I'm an Android user. So mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who's like, Oh, come on, hurry up and get the, uh, get the Android version. <laughs> yep. I'm right, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> and I'm a huge podcast consumer and I've seen how cool the app is. So I really, I really want it. And I have an Android also. So I'm push, we'll push our developer right, <laughs> any day now. <laughs> exactly. So you, you alluded a little bit to the, um, the patron portion of this, of the site. And that's something that you guys had, started i guess it was right around the new media expo time i think you guys started probably right before then right yeah we were we we hadn't actually launched it before we launched it kind of right after so Mm -hmm. it's been up for a few weeks now and it's kind of in soft launch so a lot of a lot of podcasters have given it a try but not a lot of people have very active campaigns yet um so yeah it's our crowd our crowdfunding platform specifically for podcasters right yeah i've uh i've been messing around with it a little bit and i set up a profile and just kind of threw some some rewards out there and just kind of went through it and as i was going through it i'm like you know what this actually isn't that bad (laughs) (laughs) well i was looking at the the patreon website and i guess it's very similar to that but you don't have to go on another site in order to contribute to the show that you like. Right, right. That's exactly right. We wanted to make it seamless. And as I said, if someone happens to be listening to your podcast in the app, button right there so it, you know makes it makes it much easier because then you know whenever people are interested in supporting them the next barrier you know convincing them that's worthwhile is, is the first thing and the next barrier is time gets away from people and they don't go and do the next step so the mm-hmm. easier it can be the better so we have for people that are on our platform it'll automatically be there's automatically a button in their podcast site you know online automatically it's on the app and then if you have you know if you're using your own site as, as a lot of people are we have badges that are you know quick html coding they can throw on there that you know people can just click straight to their uh, crowdfunding page so trying to make it super easy right yeah i saw that i'm like oh this is this is interesting so you know i was looking at my page that i set up and i just imported my rss feed in it went in and boom all my shows are there which is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and I'm like, oh, what is this? You know, it's like be a patron on Podbean. And I'm like, oh, well, look. <laughs> so I could they, I could just send them to this page and they could actually be a patron and start paying something for the show. And, I mean, honestly, I haven't promoted it yet or done anything with it. But it's I just think it's a very interesting route. We were talking, um, me and some other podcasters, about the whole Patreon thing and uh, Cliff Ravenscraft was experimenting with it with a few of the shows that he runs, um, Podcast Answer Man, and I think uh, Family from the Heart is his other show. And 
believe he combined them on Patreon and did some other uh. stuff. And there's some amazing numbers that people get on that website. But we were, I was having a problem trying to wrap my head around if I thought that it was something that was um, that you should do. So, yeah. I mean, you guys offer premium content or you have podcasters that offer paid podcast, which is something mm-hmm. that I've always leaned away from. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts on paid versus free? What's the value? Should should all of your podcasts be free? Should some of them be free? Because I know podcasters are all over the place when it comes to this whole thing of paid versus free versus premium content. Yeah, I, I see it as really dependent on what you're what you're all about and uh, what you're doing with it. Where I've seen it really work well is, like I said, things that are, you know, maybe really you know, educational and just coaching. We have one um, podcast that we're featuring coming up soon. That's a a language learning and English learning um, podcast. And they do, you know, most things for free, but then they offer premium and their premium subscription gives things like um, more detailed transcripts, extra kind of lessons, uh, a slow audio so that people can listen to these real life conversations really slow when they're when you know it's not their native language to really learn it and and some really neat features. So that's where I see premium content. You know, you have to be adding value, but you know podcasting is more typically free. So I think that's where that really comes in. And then and then patrons are very much, you know, artist supporters. So that's kind of a whole different thing. It's more of a you know, almost like a public radio model, I think. And mm-hmm. I actually brought some tips to have an article coming up that we'll um, post on, on Podbean that's basically, you know, tips from, from pu- wisdom from public radio on if you do a crowdfunding campaign, um, you know, what they've been doing well over the years <laughs> that you can learn from. Um, so that's, that's, you know, there are two very different kind of, um, kind of ways uh, to have funding for your podcast and two different models. And so it, it really depends what your podcast is all about and what you could offer uh, as far as whether premium content makes sense, I think. That's interesting. Yeah, I, um, I've been really kicking it around. I'm like, okay, what what is it that I really want to do that I could offer as premium content just to play around with it to see if people want it and, number one, would tune in for it. And I guess they can continue to go back to that limited amount of premium content because I, I, you don't have to have every show premium, right? No. So we have some people that do like a premium subscription. So that person gets something on a, you know, extra on a regular basis. Um, and then other people that do a one time for, you know, you can buy one thing. And what a lot of people did, which is interesting is they actually package together, uh, a number of old episodes. So it's like one, you know, it's one episode, but it's actually multiple episodes here. Get our, you know, entire archive or, or whatever, or our special, our special bonus episodes all in one and pay, you know, $5 for that. Mm-hmm. So they can go both ways. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. So it, it varies widely what people choose to do with it and um you know how successful they are but i think it's really it's that added value piece whatever that might be something more detailed that you get into maybe where you're coaching more um specifically giving special nuggets of advice or special interviews that you know wouldn't be available otherwise or whatever it might be right now that is that's very interesting i am um, yeah I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around the whole thing as far as just the crowdfunding thing with podcasts because it's just something different for me that I had never really considered until we got into a discussion about Patreon and then I ran into you at New Media Expo. I'm like, oh, wow, that's better because I don't have to send them away from where my show is actually located. 
And that was right. the appealing part for me. I'm like, well, you send them to Patreon, and then you've got to do the stuff on Patreon. And where do you go to get the content? Is the content store here? And what happens if that site goes down? And, you know, how do they get it? And how is it delivered? And just, I'm like, I just didn't quite get it. I get it now after I've looked into it. But, I mean, this is really, I think, a, a very interesting thing. And what do you guys charge from a uh, percentage perspective? Yeah, it's a 5% fee. So there's no setup fee. So we encourage people right now, go check it out. It's available to any podcaster. You don't have to be on Podbean. You just have to verify that you actually do have ownership of the, it's just a little coding thing um, of the podcast. And um, so no, no fee to set up. So we encourage people to check it out and play with it. And I think that's what most people are doing now. Like you said, you haven't promoted it yet. I think most people are in that stage of just uh, starting to set it up and take a look at it. And then, yeah, it's a 5% fee on the money that comes in and then the way we do it is at the first of the month we build the patrons for whatever they've pledged and then a few days later uh, that money is available and anytime the podcaster can do a payout of all of the money from the account so it's pretty straightforward and then there's credit card fees with stripe and just the normal things that um that they charge so mm-hmm. but our fee is five percent oh so that's interesting so you pay for um Basically, you, you're paying for that, and then you pay for whatever Stripe charges. And yeah, yep. Interesting. Yeah. So I think the a, po- a podcast will probably end up, I, th- I think, paying close to about twelve percent or so when it's all said and done of whatever they raise. Yeah, about uh, around ten. I think. Oh, is it around ten? Yeah, usually how it ends up, depending on the size of the donations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was just guessing high. Yeah. What What kind of revenue are people bringing in with that? Well, it's so new that none really right now to tell the truth. <laughs> so right. it just no one's even had like a full uh, you know month with it. So um, right now, I've seen people get a few donations, but I think and we've even looked at um, we ha- we haven't emailed a lot of the individuals yet, but some of people you can see they've kind of just thrown numbers in there like for their reward levels and pledges, and some of them are real off kilter. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they did it kind of just to put some stuff in there hopefully that's not (laughs) but we're going to kind of go through and email some of the some of the people individually and say now maybe you're just doing it to have filler in there but you know maybe you should consider you know having a reward level that's below a hundred dollars because a hundred dollars a month is is unlikely to happen right yeah i've got some some outrageous amount in there well you know what actually the the highest i have yeah it's not bad yeah yeah, I, I, that, and that's the important thing is that you're probably gonna you can. I mean, I love podcasts, and I've you know heard of people having in the past Patreon campaigns and stuff, and I and I think just like I did with public radio over the years, you know, I feel okay. I, I do feel an obligation if I'm listening to this and getting a lot out of this. Um, you know, I'm one of those people. I'm like, okay, I I would do this, but I, it might be a dollar a month. Mm-hmm. You know, that's especially with how many podcasts I listen to. <laughs> right. Um, so I, those are the types of levels that people are. But you think if you have a thousand fans, give a dollar a month, thousand dollars a month isn't bad. Minus no, two not feet. at all. Right. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of our idea is that advertising with podcasts is, is has its challenges. And if you think about that, oh, kind does. of do a comparison. Um, you know, you're and if you have a good fan base and you're producing good content, you know, there's there's a good chance that uh, it can be successful. You know, it, it really is. It's, it's a very interesting. Um, dynamic when you start talking about funding something that you enjoy and just like with public radio i give to public radio and when they have their spring fundraiser 
<laughs> you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, do I want to up what I'm giving right now? Or do, will I continue to just stay at the member level that I'm at? And mm-hmm. it, I think that people do feel obligated when you, uh, it's funny. You'll have Ira glass call out somebody, someone will turn in, their parent or something like that that have been listening and they don't contribute and he'll call them on the phone and they recognize his voice automatically and he goes into this whole guilt thing about oh well you know if you like this show or you like that show and but you listen to it and so why don't you <laughs> help us and it's kind of funny it's like well you know what maybe a dollar a month is not that bad versus yeah. dealing with sponsors no, I think that's the thing. Um, you know, like I said, I'm working on this article and telling tips. And that's the thing is you have to ask, you have to promote it that you're doing it. And you have to tell people, you know, honestly, this is why I need your support. Do you, you know, do you feel that? And if you've built a good community and a good product, um, you know, I think there's the ability to be successful as long as you are also promoting it and making sure everyone knows uh, that it's there. And then you have some rewards. And a lot of that can just be kind of social capital. I mean, it can just be thanking them on 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 the podcast or on your social media or whatever but also some people do things related to the show you know you have a book or you have a product and at a certain level that can be um a reward and just like your tote bag from public radio or your t-shirt or your right. <laughs> whatever so that people like that stuff you know so it's it's a model that's that's worked yeah it, you know it's, it's interesting that when you when you talked about public radio i'm like oh well you know what i hadn't this entire time i had not thought about this is really just like the public radio model. So you brought that one full circle for me. I'm like, oh, well, crap. Oh, well, that's public radio. It's just like that. It's Podcasting is so very similar to public radio and the amount of value that you add and the stuff that you do and the dedication you have to you know putting on a regular show and trying to contribute and help people learn new and interesting stuff. So why not give a buck a month? It's not that big a deal. And like you said, a few thousand people doing that and – You've got a um, you've got a show that funds itself. Yep, definitely, and it's and we put in there you know goals so you can put specific things that you're wanting to work towards, and mm-hmm. um, just a lot of people have these really involved and podcasters tend to have a really engaged uh, community. I mean, the ones that have you know been successful have a really engaged community, and we have a lot of very niche types of, of podcasts um, on our platform, and, and so those people you know might be excited get excited about a goal of we're going to have you know if we reach this goal we're going to get an interview with this person or we're going to you know it could be as simple as upgrading upgrading equipment or doing an extra show and you know when you have an engaged audience i think the those things are interesting to them too right yeah no it's it, it is a, a very interesting prospect to actually do the whole crowdfunding thing i had thought about it and I, i've talked to a few people about it because i deal with sponsorship all the time and mm-hmm. part of what i've done and in my background is sponsorship sourcing so actually finding sponsors more for events and um parties and property you know online properties stuff like that and speakers and conferences but never for podcasts except for my own and it's something mm-hmm. that i ended up talking about on this past weekend or last weekend i was at um, podcast midwest in chicago uh, mm-hmm. jared easley and dan franks they're you know the podcast movement guys they were doing that and i was invited to speak and i was talking about sponsorship and how you go about sponsorship and then the obligations on the back end that you have to fulfill for sponsorship. So as we're giving out stuff, I'm like, okay, hey, can you take a picture? And then I got to snap a picture of the person with the stuff that I gave away. And then you got to put all of that in, you know, some kind of spreadsheet and track your tweets. Luckily, there's Storyfy. 
but you've got to track everything that happens and then provide that to the sponsor. Hey, this is the level of value from a social perspective that you're getting back. And then can you tie this directly to actions on your website? Can you tie it directly to sales? Can you tie it directly to leads? And how does my show impact what you're actually doing? And when you start talking about all of that, and most podcasters don't podcast full time, it's a lot to manage. So do you guys deal with sponsorship at all for podcast or sell any advertising like some of the other hosts do? Yeah, we do. And we allow people to do, you know, their own advertising, of course, on their on their site. And then we have like on our free tool, we have, you know, regular uh, ads also. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think you're right about the sponsorship thing. It's it's similar to what we were talking about earlier about premium content and then crowdfunding. It's also it's, this doesn't replace the idea of sponsorship or advertising, but they're two separate beasts. <laughs> right. And for different people, they're going to serve different needs and, and people aren't going to necessarily have one or the other per se. But it's, it's just like in business, people are doing crowdfunding, Kickstarter, those kind of things. And um, it's like that and investors, you know, they're, they're two different pieces. And often there are pieces that someone's doing crowdfunding to start. And eventually their goal is to, you know, go full fledged with investors and, and all of that. But, and similar to that with this, the other piece that it adds is uh, it builds that it can build the community even more because you are, you're thanking people for being part of it. People, it can actually engage people more. Um, I think with your podcast, because when you're contributing, it's like, you're a member of public radio. You said you're a member you know, that's, you feel more engaged with it than if you just consider yourself a listener, right? Exactly. So, yeah, so I think, you know, it's, uh, they're two different pieces of the puzzle. Well, it's so cool. I think it's, um, I was excited when you first told me about it. I'm like, oh, I've got to go play around with this. This is, this is cool. And I've been wondering about Podbean and I was glad that I stopped by to talk to you and it's like, yeah, this is, this is a nice little platform and it's not that little, but I mean, it's a nice platform. And it's an option because I think you should diversify when you have a podcast. I mean, it's your content. You want it in as many places as absolutely possible. And so why not have it here? Yeah, definitely. And we're glad to, if you're not, if, if you have a podcast, you're out there listening and you aren't in our directory, just uh, send us contact and we'll, we'll be glad to, because with the app, we're trying to make sure, you know, that we have as many, as much good content in there as possible. So when people go to the app, I mean, the main thing is they need to be able to find good podcasts. So we're glad to add anybody to the directory. And um, again, anybody can use the crowdfunding uh, piece also, no matter what platform they use or how they podcast. Well, cool. So as we're wrapping it up, when we talk about the directory, how many shows do you guys have currently in your directory? Uh, I don't know the current numbers, to tell the truth. I'd have to get that from my uh, colleague because we've just added a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, no worries, because I think yeah. what, one of the things people are concerned about is, you know, okay, I, I list in iTunes and, you know, maybe on Stitcher and some of the other networks. Mm-hmm. But is my show going to be found? And, you know, right. what's the, I guess, the organic discovery of my show? How is my show going to get found? Are people going to find it on Podbean? And when they when they search for my show, will their site come up if they search for these particular keywords? So are, are there any things that you guys provide to help podcasters get their shows found? 
Yeah, we do give some tips about keywords and the SEO um, piece of it. And so we offer, you know, in our platform, uh, when people are doing, you know, kind of the show notes and all of that, they have the ability to do the real, you know, keywords. And, and, and we have a couple articles that explain. So if they're not really knowledgeable in that area, it can maybe give them a jump start. Um, and then we have our categories. So that's really useful if you're in the comedy category or whatever, and we feature people. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, we feature people on the homepage uh, for this kind of weekly thing that we um, circulate. So it's another way. And, and then when we do that, we promote it in social media. So doing some of that kind of promotion also, but uh, we definitely encourage people to make sure all of their uh, episodes have the keywords in it, have a good title, you know, all of those things. So, um, yeah, we've, and we'll probably continue to do more tips on that because I think, you know, as you said, most podcasters aren't doing it full time. They're not necessarily experts. You know, they need to be listening to people like you that have good advice <laughs> on the marketing and social media. And because that's not, you know, what, what a lot of them come from. So it, you know, maybe the first time they're dealing with how do how do I get, you know, seen out there online? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're trying to, and, you know, we'd love to, if, if people have ideas of articles or things that they've seen out there that they think are great for that, um, we try to share some of that on our Facebook community and stuff because we know that's an area where podcasters need support. So hopefully we'll continue developing that more and more to provide some education and, and help. Right, cool. Well, you know, Shannon, it has been a pleasure talking to you about Podbean and all of the stuff around podcasting and crowdfunding. I wasn't sure where the interview was going to go because I was I knew we were going to talk about it, but we got in depth with it, and I uh, I, I enjoyed it. And I think that people are going to have learned a lot from it, and we'll probably try it out. And I'll definitely make sure to link to where you guys can find the crowdfunding information in the show notes. And if you have any questions, Shannon, what is the best way to contact you online? Well, you can go to Podbean's Facebook page and send a message, or uh, you can contact me directly. On If you go to Podbean, you'll see the contact uh, page there and, and contact. You'll get through to our support team, but they can um, send it through to me. But um, we're on, you know, we're pretty active on the Facebook page and on our Twitter account. So if those are your favorite mediums, feel free to go there. It's Podbean, <laughs> it's Podbean Calm, Podbean C-O-M um, is our uh, Twitter handle and our Facebook Okay, cool. Well, Shannon, thanks a lot, and I really do appreciate it. Okay, great. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was an amazing interview with Shannon from Podbean. Wow, there's so much stuff. So you've got the the patron thing. You've got the low-cost for unlimited audio podcasts, and you've got the low-cost for video hosting. Pat Flynn's using it for SPI TV. There's some amazing features with Podbean, and I hope you guys take advantage of it. In the interest of full disclosure, if you guys use VR Podbean free, it's a promo code that they gave me after this interview, um, just basically because I like the platform so much and knew so much about it. She was like, hey, you'd be the perfect advocate to help us promote this. And we've done this for one other podcaster, so we would love it if you would be like the second podcaster to be able to get people into the system. So you can get a 30 day account for free. Normally it's just a, I think a 14 day trial. This one is 30 days, unlimited podcast recording, unlimited audio. You get all the features of basically the premium package for 30 days for free, just for listeners of the podcast. So use VR Podbean free promo code when you sign up and that's going to give you one of those unlimited 30 day accounts, which to me, Hey, it's a great 
great way that if you are looking at trying out podcasting, upload a bunch of stuff and try it out and see how you like it and actually host on that platform. It's a, a very affordable option for people that are looking to just get into podcasting. And one of my mastermind members is actually going to be taking advantage of using Podbean for her new Tax Advice Podcast is going to be coming out soon. So with that, I also wanted to mention the podcast this month is sponsored by Social Strategy Academy, socialstrategyacademy.com. It is a place online where you can get all kinds of training for social media, online business, and networking. I launched it with a LinkedIn for leads course. So it's going to help you getting with getting leads for your business, for your online business. Any type of person that's in sales using LinkedIn is vitally important to getting in new business other than just referral business. This is what this course is going to teach you. It is out on a discount right now. I believe it's like 28 bucks. Normally it's 97. I did that for 48 hours, but I'm going to leave it through the publishing of this podcast in about two days after that, just an advantage, just so that some of you guys can continue to take advantage because the feedback has been really, really good about that. Also, there is a sponsorship toolkit out there that I use at Podcast Midwest. I provided that for free for all the attendees of Podcast Midwest. I'm making that available to everybody that listens to the podcast. So make sure you go out there because right now it's free. But I will be pulling it down because there's a lot of information in there. There's templates, there's um, pitch letters, there's the actual phone scripts and stuff that I've used to get and land sponsorships in the past and land sponsorships on the actual podcast. So very valuable stuff there. If you're looking to learn about sponsorship, definitely go out to the socialstrategyacademy.com on the right download the sponsorship toolkit. If you don't buy anything, get that. You can buy it for free. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Keep sending me those emails, vernon at vernonross.com. You can find me everywhere online at Ross PR, Instagram, Ross PR, Twitter, Ross PR, Snapchat, Ross PR, and Facebook, Vern Ross. So you can find me just about anywhere at Ross PR except for Facebook. I'm Vern Ross. And by the way, I wanted to give a special shout out to Mark Ekdahl, he is the owner and founder of Schedule Max. They do all kinds of scheduling. They've actually got a really cool podcasting deal that they've got going on right now. So I wanted to give him a shout out because he actually gave me a shout out in Podcasters Paradise, which is a very popular, if you guys don't know, Podcasters Paradise is John Lee Dumas's community online for podcasters. Gave me a shout out in there to get some, get me some more ratings and reviews. I don't ask for those enough. So by all means, if you have not, Please go out, rate and review the show in iTunes. Let me know what you think. Of course, I am multiple places, and we'll talk about that in another podcast about diversifying where your podcast is actually hosted. And not to worry, this is not turning into a show about podcasting by a podcaster. There's enough of those out there. Anyway, guys, I really do appreciate you guys coming on to the podcast. Like I said, special shout out to Mark, and thank you so much for your great review. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Need to decide they need